Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Today, we're going to be diving into the fascinating world of longevity. And specifically for this episode, we're going to be looking at the teachings of renowned physician and life extension expert, Dr. Peter Atiyah. And I would like to highlight a striking fact. And that is that if you belong to the zero minute per week camp for physical activity, simply increasing that to 90 minutes a week or less than 15 minutes a day can decrease your, your risk of all-cause mortality by 15%. And that is an, a massive figure for very little input. And all-cause mortality, for those that aren't aware, basically refers to a medical term that's used to describe the likelihood of someone's passing at any given moment due to a certain uh, parameter. So in other words, a smoker would have a higher all-cause mortality risk rate than someone from a control group that does not. And this is something that I'd like to really highlight today because Dr. Peter Atiyah's work truly delves into the, the, the dangers and the sciences behind what actually leads to a longer, healthier life. And one of the biggest things that he comments on is the sedentary lifestyle of modern times. Most people typically neglect muscle development and physical activity and general well-being, but they, they oftentimes put it aside as saying that they don't want to be muscular, they don't, want to be, they don't care to go to the gym for the physical appearance. But people forget that there is a huge, uh, a huge role that muscles play that often gets overlooked, and that is the vital role in glucose regulation. They dispose of glucose and help regulate glucose levels in the body. And now this is essential because even a slight dysfunction in glucose regulation can lead to conditions like type 2 diabetes, which are crippling. Additionally, muscle mass, bone density, and strength also become increasingly relevant as we age because they help prevent frailty or fragility. This is perfectly exhibited in elderly individuals who have fallen, which has catastrophic consequences. Somebody that has broken their hip or their femur has a 15 to 30% higher likelihood of fatality within a 12-month span of their injury all due to the fact that they didn't have the musculature development, the bone density, to prevent that injury in the first place. Loss of function, or sarcopenia, which is muscle mass loss, become significant risks later in life. They lead to an increased likelihood of death, like I already mentioned, but they also lead to a significant decline in quality of life. Therefore, building and maintaining muscle mass becomes a crucial tool to avoid risks and increase longevity. And it's not just about lifting weights, it's about warding off the decline in physical function because that's truly what longevity is all about. We can have the, the best time of our lives while we're still young, but we don't wanna be that elderly person that can barely even get off their chair later in life, or that has a, a, acute risks of cardiovascular disease or mental degeneracy or cognitive decline like Alzheimer's or dementia. Now, before we continue, I would like to take a step back and also highlight that Dr. Atiyah also emphasizes that there is a deep interplay between physical activity and emotional well-being, which lead to somebody's longevity. We can have all the physical health in the world, but we also need to be mentally there. We need to be mentally put together so we can enjoy our, our lives as we age. Now, one of the key things that Dr. Atiyah has been preaching for the majority of his career is the importance of focusing on health and longevity from a young age. He mentions that a lot of the older patients that he cares for are constantly thinking about their mortality and tend to prioritize their health. But the unfortunate fact of the matter is they have a limited time to change their health trajectory at that point. On the other hand, younger individuals, those that are be below 40, typically have more potential to alter the course of their lives, but tend not to feel the immediacy of their mortality and hence typically put off things that might really need to take place in the now to prevent the catastrophic future. He suggests that the best time to start acknowledging about your future longevity and your disease prevention is as soon as feasibly possible. 
Um, but he obviously also acknowledges that for most people, this isn't something that even comes to mind until they're, they're mid forties or until they have children. Or for example, where they feel they, they witness mortality in their own family, which highlights it within themselves. Now, all this culminates into what Dr. Atiyah has coined as Medicine 3.0, which involves personalized medicine and prevention. Now, the in introduction of Medicine 3.0, as opposed to 2.0, focuses, focuses on personalized medicine and early prevention strategies. And this basically builds off current medical understandings, but emphasizing that each individual's strategy to become the healthiest versions of, of themselves needs to be tailored and personalized to the individual. Traditionally, also, Time horizons that have been viewed in Medicine 2.0, which is our current medicinal system, are typically limited to roughly 10 years. So in other words, we can take precursors from blood tests or uh, analytical studies done on, on individuals and look forward for issues or disease or problems that might occur within 10 years. But Medicine 3.0 wants to try and reframe this because if you, for example, have a precursor that indicates that in 30 or 40 years you will be at risk of cardiovascular disease, then that is typically not warranted as an issue in our current system. So this is something that needs to be changed and is something that I feel is all the more reason to when, whenever we go and visit our doctors for checkups or anything, that we should keep this in mind and look for a, for a wider time horizon. We need to start asking the healthcare system to start looking further into the future so we can have the chance to change the trajectory of our health and our, and our lives really. Dr. Atia also explains the concept of a hazard ratio and how it can be used to measure the impact of different factors on mortality rates. So for example, factors like smoking or type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure or end-state kidney disease all have hazard ratios between a 1.2 and a 2.7, which means they increase the likelihood of death, the risk of death at any given point, the all-cause mortality, by roughly 20 to 170%. In other words, one is the baseline and any value above that adds a certain percent value. Now, all of those things, all of those conditions, those diseases that I just mentioned sound pretty catastrophic, but what is absolutely insane is that when compared to the loss of muscle mass and strength, the hazard ratio is a staggering three. In other words, having a low muscle mass, not engaging in physical activity on a regular basis increases your chance of death by 300% at any given point, especially as we age. This is absolutely insane. And this should be setting off light bulbs in your head. <laughs> if you're not already undertaking some sort of physical activity, now is the time to start. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can fit your schedule. It can be just five minutes, 10 minutes, but please take action. Now, one of the best measures for actually determining our likelihood of all-cause mortality is through a VO2 max test. Now, VO2 max is a representation of cardiorespiratory fitness. VO2 max is, is an indication of how much oxygen your body is actually uptaking. Because we all know that the, the air is 21% oxygen, but not all 21% of that oxygen is being actually absorbed by your lungs into the bloodstream. Let's say only 10% is. That amount changes relative to age and re relative to physical activity, and a higher volume of oxygen that's intaken at a given breath represents a higher chance of longevity, a lower chance of all-cause mortality. Now, this can obviously be improved through heavy lifting, resistance training, not only for maintaining muscle mass, but also for, in for increasing cardiovascular endurance. And Dr. Atia says aiming for 10 to 14 hours of exercise per week is ideal, but obviously, like I mentioned in the, in the beginning, only 90 minutes per week can really start changing your life for the better. One of the other fields that Dr. Atia highlights is that 
in a world where comfort is king, Dr. Atia and other experts like Michael Easter, author of The Comfort Crisis, challenge us to embrace discomfort. Activities like rucking or running or training or any athletic sport really, really do offer us the best return on our investment. They truly do extend our lives by a meaningful, substantial margin, not only just for extending the years that we live, but extending the quality that we have in those years. And that's, this is why he places such a significant emphasis on physical activity overall as the one thing that we are truly missing from modern society and our sedentary lifestyles. Now, the last thing that, that Dr. Atiyah touched on is the influence of sleep. Obviously, sleep is incredibly crucial for, for our development, and he highlighted that fragmented or inadequate sleep can lead to various health issues, including cardiovascular disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, all of the above. <laughs> so it's truly important to focus on sleep and focusing on prioritizing sleep. And this is something that's definitely hard for people that are you know, our age and their mid-20s, younger than that, we all want to stay up super late and party and everything, but even from my own experience now, the days that I have poor quality sleep, I truly notice. My energy levels tank, my productivity tanks, the brain fog is crazy. It really does make a difference to get a solid night's sleep consistently. It's not just about, you know, you, if you're already on a poor sleep schedule, your body is going to have banked a lot of those hours of sleep that it's going to need. So you really need to keep it going for a good amount of time before you can actually see the benefits truly. So I really highly recommend that this is something you, you, give, you give a go and try taking your sleep in general a little bit more seriously. So that is everything, guys. I hope you found this episode insightful and interesting. I was absolutely blown away by some of this research. I definitely want to do another deep dive on longevity, especially focusing on Dr. Atiyah's work because it is, is revolutionary. I truly think that the, the path of, of research and science and medicine that we are currently on is going to make huge improvements for our, for our quality of life down the line. So yeah, thank you very much, guys. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you in the next one.